0: Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today I'm going to share a couple of stories with you from our newest book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Time for Christmas. I know Christmas is still a couple of months off, but in the meantime, we have Thanksgiving. And that usually means turkey, and that often means turkey disasters. So if you've ever had a turkey disaster of your own, or you fear that one is coming down the road for you, I have stories for you. In fact, our first story does have something to do with a turkey disaster coming down the road, literally. Lori Girolo Secor tells us that she arrived at her mom's house the day before Thanksgiving And she got right to work making side dishes, stuffing, and her famous banana split cake. It was nice and cold, so they were able to use the garage as a second refrigerator. And they put everything that they had finished cooking on the trunk of her parents' car. Now, I used to do that in my old house every Christmas Eve when we had a large family gathering because I didn't have room in our refrigerator either. So I always ended up with lots of covered dishes and platters on top of my car. I I figured that sitting on top of the car, they'd be safe from any mice that might be hanging out in the garage, and they'd stay nice and cold. So back to Lori's story. After she made a bunch of side dishes, Lori helped her mom get the 23-pound turkey ready. They washed it in salt water, they put it in a roasting pan, and then Lori carried the turkey out to the garage and put it on the trunk of the car with everything else. When Lori's dad came in and said he had to go to the store, Lori and her mom didn't pay any attention. They just kept working. But a few hours later, when they finished the stuffing, Lori carried it to the garage to put on the car, and the car wasn't there. Lori couldn't believe it. The car was gone, and so was all the food they had made. She looked out at the driveway and she screamed because there was her famous banana split cake upside down and definitely split. Then she looked farther out to the road and there were all the side dishes she and her mother had made. And then it got worse. There was no sign of the turkey or the roasting pan. Lori went on a turkey hunt. She drove about three miles down the road before she gave up. There was no turkey, so she went home and reassured her mom that her father must have noticed the turkey and put it inside the car. Now the females in the house were in shock. How could Lori's dad have walked by a huge turkey and all those other dishes sitting on the trunk of the car and not seen them? The car was backed into the garage, so he would have had to walk right by them. Lori called her four sisters and told them what their father had done, and they started laughing hysterically, imagining their father driving around with the turkey clinging to the back of the car. About an hour later, their dad pulled into the driveway and walked into the kitchen, holding the turkey still inside the roasting pan. He said the turkey had stayed on the trunk of the car for nine miles before it flew off when he made a turn. He slammed on the brakes and blocked the whole intersection, and then he jumped out of the car to rescue the turkey, which, according to him, only bounced once. He picked up the turkey from the road, put it in the roasting pan, and ran back to the car. On his way home, he found the lid to the roasting pan a few miles from the house. Lori and her mom plucked road gravel from the turkey, gave it another saltwater bath, and placed it back in the slightly dented roasting pan. This time, Lori put the pan on a shelf in the garage. Her sisters showed up with all the ingredients to make the side dishes all over again, and they got back to work, shaking their heads over their father's ability to overlook a car covered in Thanksgiving dishes. Lori tells us in her story, which is called Dinner to Go?, that this happened more than a decade ago, and that this will always be her family's favorite Thanksgiving dinner. And she also wants us to know that her father justifies the fact that he lives in a fog and was able to walk right past a gigantic turkey without seeing it by explaining that he lived with and raised five daughters. Now, a lot of turkey disaster stories involve pets who are ever vigilant on Thanksgiving. After all, why shouldn't they be part of the gluttony? Kevin Wetmore tells us that the first cat he ever had, a gift from his girlfriend, was a black kitten who needed to be adopted when its first family had a human baby and the kitten wouldn't stop playing with the newborn. Phantom did just fine with Kevin. And then when Kevin married that girlfriend, all three of them did fine together. Although Phantom was remarkably adept at stealing food. When Kevin and his wife moved to Los Angeles for work, far from their families, they decided their first Thanksgiving away from home would be a Friendsgiving. That Thursday morning, Kevin worked hard preparing the turkey and a dozen side dishes, constantly shooing Phantom out of the kitchen. Once their friends arrived, Phantom made such a pest of himself during dinner that Kevin put him in the bedroom and closed the door. After dinner, they left everything on the dining room table and the kitchen counter in order to go to the living room, watch some football, and relax after eating. But a few minutes into the game, Kevin heard a noise from the kitchen. He got up and looked down the hall Uh Uh-oh, the bedroom door was open a crack. He says, Moving quickly to the kitchen, I could not believe what I saw. I had carved the turkey and left the uncarved part sitting on the counter. Phantom was sitting inside the remains of the turkey, very contentedly eating around himself. He was in the act of pulling some meat off the thigh I had not served. Kevin yelled at the cat, but he didn't care. He just sat there and kept eating. And that was the end of their Thanksgiving leftovers. There would be no warmed-up plates of turkey or turkey sandwiches that year. And what did Phantom do after he was shooed away from the turkey? He just moved over to Kevin's spot on the couch, joining the other guests who had overdosed on turkey. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Time for Christmas. You can go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button to read more about this book and all the topics it covers. You'll find it wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Barnes and Noble, and Amazon. And would you like to become one of our storytellers? We're always looking for new people to join the Chicken Soup for the Soul family. Just click on Submit Your Story under the Books pull-down menu on our website and we'll guide you through the process of submitting your story. And please come back for our next episode to hear more from our other new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Angels and the Miraculous, with two stories that will make you say, how did that happen? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do,